and welcome to Urbane Legends, the podcast about urban legends and how to act in a courteous and refined manner, but much less about that. Here's your hosts, Neil and Chris. Hello and welcome to Urbane Legends, the podcast about urban legends and slightly less about how to be polite in company. Uh, My name is Chris Flynn, and here is my companion. It's Neil Herbert. Good. Quick quick on the draw as ever. Were you reading something there, Neil, rather than concentrating? (laughs) That's a possibility we can't rule out. Lovely stuff. Uh, So this week we're going for uh, a pretty well-known dyed-in-the-wool urban legend, or is it? And what's that, Neil? Right, this is the uh, the mouse found in the Coke bottle or Coke can. Yeah, I've certainly heard of, heard of that. Um, I was thinking, actually, earlier, do you remember having sort of any urban legends when you were a kid? Like, any... Because I remember sort of... Little urban legends, sort of around Must my have, area. Yeah, trying trying to think of a specific one. I, I mean, I remember there was a there was a I get it's a kind of urban legend of a kid who ate a live newt uh, who lived around my area. I don't I didn't see it happening, but people showed me it did. But maybe it didn't. I mean, that's a kind of urban legend, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, once popped into my head, it wasn't so much of an urgent, urban legend. I think it was a rumor about. a a, a chap who, um, but it's yeah, I don't get too dark. Get... Yeah, no, I really, I really don't want. <laughs> yeah, don't... no, I don't. I don't think I'm going to get into this one. Right. Okay. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not quite that. It was. Um, let's put it this way: the punchline was, and his dogs walk funny. Right. Okay. <laughs> let's, leave, let's leave it there. Right. So he. So he, um. So he chewed his. Dogs the rumor was he may have had some. Yeah. Relations. relations with his dogs that weren't entirely appropriate. Was he just um was he just kind of a loner? Like um Well he had he there was there was this tape when I was at school where um supposedly did the rounds. There was it became something like an urban legend. It was called mm. I don't know supposedly it was called Animal Farm and it was about, yeah. you know, some German thing about people having yeah, relations yeah, yeah. with animals. Um and it's, yeah, I remember sort of somebody said, Oh, do you want to get a copy? I'm like, no. No, I don't want to watch that. that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like it. It was it was funny when you're like 13 to hear someone talk about it, but think you want to watch that? Well, no, not really. So supposedly the person who owned it, yeah, his his dogs walked funny. I think oh, he, he owned a copy of it. Room. Well, supposedly, supposedly. How did someone know that he had a copy of it? I well, friend of a friend. It's one of those things where you know when you're younger, everyone's talking about all of these terms and things like this. Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of like yeah, exactly. Sort of supposedly, you know, um, all, all these rumours about what was on this tape. No, none, nobody had actually seen it. No. But all, and for, you know, frankly, some of the stuff that was mentioned is far too outlandish to, yeah. to be real. Um, or you know, from all it was kind stuff. kind of like a, a 1980s, and it probably went earlier than that, probably 70s version of kind of human centipede stuff wasn't it yeah i guess i would imagine yeah um i remember again well, it's just like school rumors are kind of where urban legends slash conspiracy theories probably we first 
encounter them or used to anyway because it wasn't wasn't the internet when we were growing yeah, up. You couldn't instantly debunk it with a Google phone. Well, yeah, but I don't know that there would have been a website debunking that some kids from our school had gone to a rival school's uh, central courtyard, which had a pond in it and killed all the chickens. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that would have been on the web, but I think it would have probably been in the papers, and I think that it would have been quite large. But we had a rivalry between two schools because uh, they were very close to each other, like a five minute walk. Which was um, I think I can say the name of them, can't I? Blatchington Mill and Hove Park, and maybe oh, okay, that vaguely rings a bell. Yeah, so both in Hove. Um, where did you go to school? So primary school, I went to a place called St Mary's, and secondary was um, Cardinal Newman, as it was called at the time. Ah, good Catholic I'm a school. Catholic, I'm a Catholic. Yeah, You're very Catholic. So, so we did we did have kind of like rivalry with every other school because we're Catholic. Yeah. So, you know, get get sort of like people trying to pick on you. If Good rugby team, it. though. Good rugby team, I remember. Seemed to be the main sport. Yeah, Newman. I did. I, I, I Terrible kind of football. Like, yeah, I played rugby for them for a little bit and for Hove. But, yeah, they they had a really good... I think I was in the under-18s, the under-17s were very good. Well, say very good. Like None of them were playing for England or professional or anything, but they were sort of pretty yeah. pretty high up. They won, like, some cups and stuff. Yeah, they were better than our our school at rugby, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, so Hove Park and Blatch used to, about once a year, there was a, like, on the school, well, there was like a public field, playing field, like a wreck between our two schools, just about, and about once a year, there'd be like a rumble where loads of kids from their school and our school would turn up and then sort of go at each other and then sort of sort of chase each other around a bit. It's quite camp. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't exactly sort of gangs of New York kind of. <laughs> it was... I mean, that, that's pretty much any kind of like fight or anything that you get involved in. It's sort of not a would do, but, you know, if it's not happened after about three seconds, it's not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Some yeah. people who are seriously going to kick off, it's going to be, you know, they're going to come to blows immediately. It wasn't the mods and rockers. As soon as, as soon as, yeah, <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as it's just people, like, shouting at each other and going, oh, no, you throw first, you throw. It's like, yeah, this is... Well, I remember... Be standing around for quite some time. <laughs> well, I remember it because um, I was invited to go along by tough lads because I was one of the bigger people, essentially, mm. physically um, and egotistically. Um, but... Uh, I was like, no, I'm not really interested. And But me and my mates walked through the wreck to get on our way home. Mm. So there was like these two groups of about probably 50, feel, well, it's probably less, maybe 30 boys yeah. going at each other. Like there was an occasional like little scuffle where someone grabbed someone's jumper or something. Yeah. And we just kind of walked through it like without getting, so, you know, without getting beaten up or anything. So, um, the rivalry obviously wasn't that bad because we could walk through the enemy lines quite easily <laughs> to get home <laughs> with our with our uniforms on. Um, anyway, sorry, I digress. I was just wondering because there was always those kind of rumours about, and I think everyone has it, where there's someone probably who has some kind of uh, mental issues or something, so their house goes a bit to pot and they just kind of rarely come out. And I think kids always kind of make up stories about people like that. Yeah, it tends to be sort of like, I mean, kids can be quite brutal, can't they? So it's, it tends to be quite sort of nasty. But uh, yeah, and it, 
I wonder if that's but, a defense, yeah. a safety net, kind of a defense mechanism. So someone who's an outsider, you kind of make up your own stories to be wary of them. I don't know whether that's a survival thing. I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, I think to a certain extent, I think if you're that young, you just haven't learned any sort of boundaries. And I'm, you know, I think you tend to be, I don't know, I think kids are probably a little bit less empathetic than adults. Um, well, it depends on the kid and depends on the adult, I'd say. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, so, Neil, some kind of rodent in a solder can. So, I mean, so this is one that you've come across before. And so I've come across a story, and it's, you know, obviously, as we've, we've talked about, it's British tabloid, so you know you can rely on this as absolute gospel. 100%. It's a daily mirror, Chris. You know, oh, that's one of the better ones. Hard hit journalism. The headline, man shocked to find a dead mouse in his Coca-Cola can after drinking it in a hole. And I'd never come across this, so I just took it at face value. And it's it's kind of quite a disgusting one, because, yeah, he's Damien from France, where he could have contracted Val's disease for drinking a rodent-infused Coca-Cola. Mm. And this isn't um, a new flavour. It's like those weird ones that they come <laughs> out with, it's like cherry Rod- vanilla all in the same one. A hint of lime and some... Yeah. <laughs> Rodent infused isn't one of their new, you know. Oh no, they're really big in Jakarta or whatever. Um, <laughs> apologies if that's massively racist to any of our friends from Jakarta, but um, wherever that might be. Um, Across the capital so, of Indonesia, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, that's not, yeah. <laughs> cut that, cut that, all that there. Um, nope. This is another. Yeah, this is another situation where you've had to go. At a, Massive area of people. <laughs> I'm having to cut one out every episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm not intentional. I just don't. No, you occasionally see, you'll see, you'll see one of these stories where they'll talk about. I can't remember where it is, but there's. Um, well, it's like McDonald's in Thailand. You can get really hot a, curries and stuff. Yeah. Or no, there's there's a but there's also there's um there's a Hitler branded restaurant somewhere. Oh in, yeah. Uh, it's, it might be Thailand. It might be somewhere else. I don't want to. I don't want to say the wrong one. But um, you know, all, all adorn because you know they, they never, they hadn't really sort of like um, have the same cultural awareness around the Second World War and the swastika and things like this. Um, but yeah, some quite you know, quite extreme imagery. Weirdly popular. <laughs> mm. uh, what's this? Yeah, it's in Thailand. So Thailand, a fried chicken restaurant. So I mean, if that's the thing, if it was good, I'd still go there. <laughs> I do like the yeah. fried chicken. Uh, in Ubon, uh, Ratchan, uh, Thanai. Is it literally called something like Hitler fried chicken? <laughs> <laughs> there's hit, well, there's a place there's hit, something like that. What's this one? So Hitler's cross from small bites to mega joys. <laughs> and there's one which is just called Hitler, which has. Uh, to me, I know this is. I know it's terrible, but it, it amuses me. Um, I mean, there's brand recognition. You'll say that, but I don't think you, it's the wrong type of recognition. They have the KFC Colonel's outfit, so with the little sort of um, yeah, the bolo like, tie or whatever. They call yeah, it, it's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not a bolo, but tie. that weird little tie and the yeah. apron on, and they've just banged Hitler's face on it instead of the colonel, <laughs> and it's just got Hitler written written next to it. <laughs> I know I shouldn't laugh, uh, and it is insensitive, but I mean there is something quite funny about it. 
Well, it's it's, it's a sort of shock, isn't it? Because obviously, yeah, it's it's different context. But uh... and they've changed they changed the name after complaints. So they basically just blacked out his outline, sort of coloured it in, so it's just a silhouette with a question mark over it, and it's just called H. <laughs> H. Everyone's done nice. It's called Hitler. I thought what you were going to say for a second there as well, they, they just put Hitler in blackface, so then they can, they can, can possibly be racist. No, that would be, oh no, you, you somehow made it even worse. It's actually 10 times more offensive now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so obviously I'm not... But, but, I, but I am massively keen on, uh, on Goebbels tacos. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> right, so he wasn't he wasn't eating at Hitler. Uh, well, I don't know where he picked up his can of Coke, anyway. So he'd, he was on his way from home after work. He'd bought a can of cola, apparently, and he drank the whole thing off. And yeah. then he Down found... One. And there's a picture on here. Dirty boy. See, like a little, little claw or paw or whatever you want to call that. Little mouse foot. As he'd emptied the drink, was about to throw it in the rubbish bin. The resident of Varenne-Sussen noticed the can still carried some weight. Mm. He found a dead mouse inside the soft drink can, reported the Parisian. He said, I immediately called Coca-Cola, and they spent a good quarter of an hour trying to sort it out. I'll be honest with you, That's if you found a dead short. fucking mouse, I was going to say, a good quarter not a long time to discuss that. I'm surprised he even got through to them in quarter of an hour. Yeah. yeah. Although it doesn't, it doesn't mention he might have been on the phone for like three hours before that. A quarter of an hour, that's... Right, so what have you got, a mouse? All right, just a minute. Let me just... Sorry, computer's playing up. I'm going to need to speak to my manager. I don't have a dialogue tree about this. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, just searching the contact relationship management. I don't see anything about mouse. I mean, to be so, honest with so, you... So, so, sorry. So, so, so um, did you want to make a complaint? Or... Yeah. <laughs> don't shout or everyone will want one. Yeah. Bad joke. Yeah. Very bad. Very, very bad. It's very, very bad. Right. Oh, terrible. Didn't even make sense. Nope. <laughs> in, in or outside context of what we're talking about. There we go. Oh, not at all. I mean, that really, I mean, that was interdimensionally bad. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't even on our plane of existence. Um, so what happened? So after 15 minutes. So to 15 minutes, but it's got a happy ending. Do you, do you want to... <laughs> They sent him a live mouse. No, no, no they, they they are said to have offered him a six pack of Coca Cola as compensation. Seems seems low. That seems um, seems well, like they, not a lot. Do you reckon they were mouse filled? <laughs> they sent they sent him six mice that were filled with cola. This is, this is a this is like a new Coke scenario. We just just, just we're just trying it out and seeing it's how it doubled, They doubled down. Yeah. So that and what happened? So did he accept that? Because I would, I would have gone six. I mean, you realise that I could die of mouse disease. Yeah, exactly. Six can seems very little. I want some kind of cash settlement. Thanks very much. Well, so he later received a letter from the company stating it would be impossible for the mouse to have entered the can at any point in the production process. He turned to the police, but was told to quote Fuck off. find <laughs> solution. Yeah, well, do you know what? The, the, it's 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 a euphemism for fuck off to find solutions on the internet. I don't. I, really? So you get in the police station. It's like, oh, you found a. a mouse yeah, but this is in, this is in France. So they probably don't have lunch. Or they've just come back from lunch. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Planning lunch. Thinking of lunch. Yeah. Lunch. yeah. 
Find your own. Find that on the internet. I got lunch. Selling that. Um, so Coca-Cola requested he send the can over for examination, but he refused, saying it's the only evidence that the incident happened yeah. at all. Oh, this is suspicious. He is now storing the can in freezer at his home. What are you going to do with that, Damien? And he filmed himself explaining how he found a dead mouse inside the can. That's However, he proof. is concerned he could have contracted leptospirosis. Yeah, we all are. Viral disease. Yeah, I mean, an infection that can be spread through the urine of rats, mice, and dogs, and therefore went to a doctor for help. Doctor assured him his gastric juice would be killing any bacteria. Well, that's good to know. He's just trying to, just trying to get off the fact that he is like that bloke that you were talking about earlier and is too intimate with dogs. <laughs> oh, shit, I've read this disease. Maybe maybe I can get a two-for-one here and get some money out of Coke, too, before I go down oh, to the doctors. Yeah. You think he's been... Uh, yeah, let's not... <clears throat> I, think, I think the picture is painted. So he's, he's, he's under surveillance for 21 days, and if he has an influenza condition, he's got to go to hospital. Coca-Cola has now offered him a voucher to redeem a pack of six Coca-Colas. They already got to that point, so... They're not buying it, are they? No, they're not buying it. It's like, well, you, you, you take us to court then, friend. I mean, there there is a picture here. So there is a picture with a, with a yeah, mouse paw in a, inside a can of Coke. Right. I See, mean, how, I mean would, how would he have got it in there? Well, yeah, that's the that's that's an interesting point actually. Unless he like took the top off and then really carefully soldered it back on or something. Well, See, this I'm, is the thing. Well, no, because look. So, yeah, I mean... Because a mouse so it, wouldn't fit through the, the hole, would it? No, so it's clearly not going from the top. So if you look at the picture, it does look weird because... Right, let's have a look. You know, but look, he could have just sawn the bottom off the can. Right. I mean, well, actually, firstly, hang on a second, I've already debunked his his entire... If that picture is a picture of the um, that he said then I've already caught him in the act, Chris. Amazing bit of investigative work from me. Right. Because he said... That's why you're here. The only reason. (laughs) (laughs) This has stopped working out well, is it? I'm going to get through my probation period. So he said, as he emptied the drink and about to throw it into a rubbish bin, he noticed it still carried some weight. But if you look at that picture, clearly that mouse paw is in what must be at least a third full of Coca-Cola can of Coke. how How are you figuring that out? Well, can you see the picture? Yeah, see the There's mouse a lot of coke looks... left in that can. I can't see any coke in the can. Or is that just mouse fur? That's mouse fur, mate. Oh, good. My eyes don't work very well. Neil, it's your one job. That's just the mouse fur. It's the mouse kind of leaning. Oh, okay. So like there's that. a little bit of there's a little bit of coke um, drizzle here. Oh, okay. I didn't look at it properly. Would you like I to retract? Apo- would you like yeah. to apologise to Damien? I'd like to apologise to Damien. I think I've got that one. He seems pretty oh, litigious, Neil. Well, he hasn't saved them yet, I don't believe. Oh, look at his little nails. Um, <laughs> no, because well, the thing is, though, so he's not allowed them to examine the can. Because I think you're right. I think if, if that was genuine, like, okay, you can look inside here and there's a dead mouse, how on earth could I have gotten that in there? It's got to be part of the manufacturing process. Yeah, I guess um, also. That would actually be pretty good oh. evidence. However, if you just, like, cut the bottom off of that can and shove the mouse inside it, yeah, or just photoshopped a picture of a mouse inside a can, which would be easy enough to do. I could do that. Yeah, it's probably... I mean, you could probably... Um, I could easily do that on Photoshop. But I imagine somebody could sort of, like, figure out that it's been photoshopped. But, you know... Or even by if looking you... at the metadata. 
<laughs> Considering I just went, I'll just give him six cans and he'll piss off. I doubt they're oh, yeah. <laughs> diving into the digital footprint. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that cake would do it. I'm, I'm saying if I was going to scan it, I wouldn't Photoshop it. I'd do a, I'd do a prop. Yeah. Um, but again, you're only going to get anything if you let them look at the actual evidence. You're not going to get anything. Well, this is the point. He's, he's leaving it. He's leaving it in a freezer, isn't he? So. That's the fact that he hasn't he hasn't offered, he hasn't let them have the can. So right. He's claiming it's the only evidence he's got, but we'll let let an independent expert examine the can. Then I don't know the manufacturing process of Coca Cola. I don't know how thick or any cans substance. I don't know. So I mean, I can't imagine. So the can goes on a conveyor belt like an open barrel, and then do they pour the drink in and then a lids? Put on top, or I mean, that must be it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I would have thought it was yeah, made out of like one piece of aluminium, and then they yeah, I don't know, I've, yeah, I've got no idea. Truth be told, how they how they seal the cans up, um, but they can't be. Yeah, I would have. I'm gonna have a look up. So the can production process. So it takes you blah, 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 blah. video. Thanks. Uh, complete can beverage production line. So look, so you've got your cans. On so there the, is, they, they do shove a lid on. They do, so it gets filled up and then they shove a lid on. Made of two pieces, the can body and the can end or lid. So when's the liquid added before the lid? That's what I was thinking. When would you put the liquid in? Because um, when they've got... So basically the crux of this, I would say, is when the liquid goes in. Because yeah. if they're just bringing a load of cans along there's a good chance. Well, no, that that makes it plausible, doesn't it? It makes it more plausible because... If it was going into, like, uh, like a can with a sort of open open top and then the, the thing was stamped on top, then that's... I suppose it's possible a mouse could get in... Get in yeah, it's possible because you don't know how these are stored, these other cans, etc., or if a mouse just jumped in while it was being moved. The mouse was scared or something, or there was... Um, I don't know, a uh, bird of prey maybe in the factory. <laughs> yeah, the top of the can is never narrow. The narrow neck is sort of... The, can, the can's inside a critical space to keep what is in the can from touching or acting with the metal. can is baked in the metal. No, it looks like the um, the bottom and top of the can are formed first. Liquid's put in before the top's put on, Neil. Ah, uh, there we go. So I think it's... it's possible. I think it's possible. So um, this is only from a couple of years ago, isn't it? Yeah, this is 2019. So I have heard this story before that, I would say. This seems to be quite a, quite well, a large I've... large sort of urban urban myth. It's, it's definitely one that's gone around a bit. And it, if we look at a, a colossal book of urban legends, as a, mm. a resource time we've been turning to. Today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's... Um, yeah, there's, there's, been, there's been a few incidents of these. This is, it is quite... A, quite a grim one actually because you can imagine just drinking something and then seeing that that would be yeah uh, you're much more disgusted about this than i am because when we talked about this before yeah um, firstly it's absolutely gross and secondly there's the thought of getting disease from i'd be more as we both discussed we've both drunk cans with cigarette butts or whatever in (laughs) by mistake in the past uh and that is quite disgusting well i suppose the mouse i suppose but um yeah that's quite disgusting let's let's have a chance of disease though it's a living thing it's a living thing 
I'd be more disgusted if it was a spider, I think. Somehow Although... less. I don't know. I just yeah, rodent. That's just it's too, it's it's huge. It's like something out of a David Lynch film. It's it quite just film yeah. Uh, so, is it the size that puts you off? Yeah, it's yeah. The what if it's a goldfish? Them. Somehow, goldfish have got in. Would you be bothered, or is it actually the fact that it's a mammal that possibly is disease ridden? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think it's the disease aspect. So, a rat rat would be worse for you then. Oh, rat would be far worse. Yeah, bigger right. and horribler. So, rat, that's the worst. Then mouse. Yep. Then goldfish. Yeah, gold, goldfish, I'm, I'm toining towards and not actually probably finish the can. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And if it's beer, all bets are off. I mean, <laughs> if, it's, if it's three o'clock in the morning, there's a rat inside a can of Stella. I'm, I'm yeah, not. And, and it's the only one I'm there. Prob- I'm probably pouring it into a glass and mm. I might filter <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying I'm not going to finish that off. Especially oh, what was, cold. what was it you said? You found. You... And let's face it, Stella, it couldn't taste any worse. You had a you had a can at a party or something, and it had loads of flies in it, wasn't it? No, this was the morning after. I think morning I had a after, a bunch of people around um, as a student or something, and uh, yeah, it was one of those getting up at sort of like about noon, and uh, here we go, it was eight. A, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <A> cigarette, <laughs> sort of. Um, yeah, yeah, just just the thought can. Oh, there's something still in there. Just uh, yeah, necked, necked it, and uh, oh, there's quite a, an enormous quantity of dead flies inside this cat. Oh man, that, that's, that's going, horrible. That's going down, back down the sink. That's oh, wash your mouth out. Yeah, that was. Uh, that's worse for me than the mouse. I think. <laughs> that's. I think. I mean, it could. It could be an urban myth. It, oh, did I say me? <laughs> I meant a friend of a friend. <laughs> this happened to a friend of a friend. <laughs> I think I'm beginning to see why these urban myths happen. It's just like, I've got to just admit that that happened to me. <laughs> oh, man, that's rough. Yeah, it was absolutely horrible. It's when I just sort of suddenly run to the toilet and just spit it all out and just wash my mouth out. But I didn't I didn't throw it back up, but, uh, yeah, it was a close thing. Oh, nasty stuff. Yeah, well, that's the thing as well. It's that, and that's the thing. It's that, yeah, the mouthfeel of dead flies in, in, in warm bear is not it's not. <laughs> But there was a beer in the sun as well. <laughs> it was by the couch, or I think it was. Um, no, it would have been. Uh, what type the of, were they? Were they little beer flies or blue balls? <laughs> or a mixture? <laughs> Huge wasps. No, it was, I, I think it was. Uh, I think it was just flies. So like reasonably smallish. Nothing too. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's all right then. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's almost like the smaller the worse, though. In that instance. <laughs> well, I mean, it's. Like, if you'd had one of them, then you'd sort of, like, almost not... Quite like Moorish. It's, so yeah, it's, 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 it, really it was a quantity issue, really. Because, <laughs> uh, as I say, there really was a, quite an alarming number. I don't I don't know where they'd all come from, but, yeah. Well, good um, good fly trap, potentially. Mm, apparently. <laughs> no. Apparently, if, you, if you're out in rural France, you want to... Um, yeah, just stick you want a can, to get a can of, beer, of beer on there. They'll they'll zoom into that. Apparently, it's like some some magnet for yeah. rural France is pretty bad for flies. Yes, <laughs> to be fair, as, as we both know, it's uh, yeah, yeah, having um Lo- having... lovely lovely countryside, but you've got to share it with an enormous quantity of flies. Having both uh, been been French farmers, um, yeah, in our early career, it's where we met actually. I am. Um, I was protesting some blockade or something, weren't we? I can't remember. Taxes was... were too high or money wasn't high enough. I yeah. can't remember. Yeah, that was exactly it. I was um 
I was blockading uh, all of the roads that went into Luxembourg at the time because of my um, because of the tariffs that they put on soybeans. Outrageous, Libby. Yeah, and then I set fire to some cars. <laughs> and um, then... Uh, don't want to set them fire to why they say full of petrol. <laughs> why, aren't, why aren't they made of water? Yeah. <laughs> um, if you had bothered, you maybe would have made it fire safe, proof, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you would have made it out of tungsten. I think you would have, would have learnt since the Hindenburg went down, but apparently not. Yeah, you've got rules over soybeans, but not over flammability. Can you find a blimp ride? Can you fuck? Meanwhile, cars are all going around. <laughs> Mobile bombs, as I call them. <laughs> to be expected. Yeah, what the hell are you doing living on a planet which has oxygen as one of the major components of its atmosphere? It's flammable gas, you idiots. Nitrogen was went up from 70 to, say, 99%. Fair enough. Fill <laughs> <laughs> your beads. It's not the case. Got to live in the world we've got to live in. Yeah, idiots. Um asking for trouble um so there's um, some there's some previous isn't there on the old uh mouse in a solder yeah and there, there absolutely is and it's kind of it's become one of those things that so, so this is the thing I, do, you reckon, I, do you reckon people just like because they've heard of it they just if they're on their uppers think i'll give it a go well yeah, and I think that this is something that comes across in quite a few. It's it, this would be a tricky one though to actually scam it because you'll you'll see things like fried food that's got a rodent in it or something like that. Yeah, uh, that's easy enough to recreate because you know if you've got a frying pan and some flour, you can do yourself up and yeah, unless you can well, fried rat quite easily. I believe they're um, quite the delicacy, um, but you'd have to know the secret herb and spices, wouldn't you? Which you can now that's find true. on the internet. But is it the correct one? We ask ourselves. Probably. Yeah, probably. Probably. There's only a certain amount of spices. Turns out it's largely MSG. Yeah. Salt. It's Salt and thing. MSG. Yeah. <laughs> we could have figured that one out. <laughs> oh, I don't think MSG is one of the ingredients, although it should be. Because oh, no, it so, totally is. Is it? Yeah. I like MSG. I bought a pack of it once to, to just bang into some stuff. There's nothing wrong with it. It just sounds... No, MSG. No, it's perfectly M- fine. It's monosodium glutamate. has been using glutamate for... Yeah. You know, hundreds of years. People get funny about it because MSG sounds like um, a chemical, but it's basically well, it's I mean, literally yeah. an amino. It's, a, it's a, sort of like part of an amino acid. So it's, it's like an amino acid. So it's just something you have in proteins. I say, I mean, it just comes. It was just. A, I think it was a Japanese scientist, but he, um, yeah, he just. He, he is a lot in Chinese purified. cooking as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. So they used to use, I think, things like seaweed. Where you, get, you know, like yeah. your umami ingredients that you use mm. these days. They're high in glutamates. So yeah. it's just somebody who's just, you know, been able Mushrooms. to... Mushrooms, yeah. Yeah. No, I like yeah, a bit of MSG. Although it is kind of, as someone who quite likes cooking, cook quite well, it can be a way for people who can't to cheat. Yeah, it's it's it, you definitely don't want to overuse it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have any, but um, no, I don't anymore. I do remember going down there. There's a there's a all you can eat restaurant in um, where we live, which is it's it's very cheap to be fair. But I remember having one of their things. And, God, most of their food just where tastes like this? pot noodle. It's a oh, it's down Preston Preston Street, is it or Preston Road? Oh, right. Um, I forget the restaurant's name, but um, it's it's like five pounds um, for for like a dish. You know, very reasonable. You were ex- um, you were expecting? <laughs> well, no, it was but no, no. To be honest, I knew it was going to be like cheap noodles and sauce, and that's fine. Right. But it just every, is it like, a Chinese, all you can eat Chinese on Preston Street? I think, I think it was something like that, or it was either all you can eat, or it was like just very, very cheap. Mm. 
I can't remember if it was a buffet or not, because it was, there used to be one down, oh, I can't remember, but anyway, so, but it was just, yeah, no, it, it just, like, literally just tasted like pot noodle, which is fine, I'll, I'll, I'll eat a pot noodle, but um, I ended up smothering it in chilli sauce, which is free, so that was good, I'd like, the, it was a condiment, that made it taste of something other than... I think I've only ever been to an all-you-can-eat restaurant once, unless you consider an all-you, what, an all-inclusive holiday, and I've been on those twice. So that's kind of an all-you-can-eat deal um, because, yeah, you can just have what you want. Um, but I've only been to an all-you-can-eat restaurant once, I think. Which but was... it's twice, both, both with work colleagues. Oh, I, guess, um, I guess the Mongolian place in Brighton's all-you-can-eat, isn't it, sort of? I've been there. I've not been there. Is that the Mongolian cat, whatever they call it? You can cook your own meats and things. Yeah, well, you don't cook oh, your okay. own. They cook it for you. you basically... Oh, you bring, don't you bring up the ingredients? Yeah, you have a bowl you. and you bang stuff in the bowl and then they cook it and just put it in. Then you can just do it. Oh, okay. Just mix what you, you want. I didn't realise you could go back up and sort of... Yeah, as many times as you want, yeah. Oh, okay. No, I've not, I'm not eating there, actually. I've heard it's very good. Mongolian barbecue, I think it's called, Yeah, isn't it? yeah. It is nice. Yeah, because that's a traditional type of restaurant, isn't it? I believe in sort of Mongolia, presumably. Yeah, I made um, I made a roast dinner noodle thing. I had like potatoes, peas, carrots, beef, mint sauce. <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. It's kind of it's the kind of thing that you get in um, the capital of Mongolia, where there's loads of expats living, and they just have like. Only fools and horses on all the time, and they'd be eating roast dinner noodles, yeah, pucker pies with chips, complaining about it. <laughs> right, yeah. the weather's a bit hot. <laughs> bit, bit much uh, wrestling and horses around here. Ooh. Ironically, very pro Brexit for some reason. <laughs> They're not really understanding <laughs> what the issues are going to be for themselves. Yeah, all you can eat. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I went to an all you can eat Chinese in Northampton. Uh, and it was all right, but I mean, you do just end up feeling sick because I'm not well, someone who's used to all you can eat, and you kind of you don't. That's the thing is, you don't want to sort of do the whole thing, and it's it depends. I mean, there was there was one place that in the well, I did tell you one one wasn't that great, one was nice, but Chinese all you can eat generally tend to be quite nice because Chinese food there's loads of different sort of snack yeah, loads, you have because like, yeah. it tends to as well, but it's not like big piece. Because I think with a lot of these places, like I've, I've not been to, but apparently like the sort of pizza restaurants and stuff, they put the sort of cheap carby stuff out to try and fill you oh, up. Oh yeah, I've been to an all you can eat pizza place as well when I was oh, like, nice. well, I yeah, know. Yeah, I've been to two, two all you can eat Chinese places, which are which are fine because, as I say, Chinese food lends itself. Good variety. Yeah. yeah, but as you say, the thing is, you don't want to be going back from. I mean, you go back and do some seconds just because it's you're in an all you can eat place, but you don't want to do more than that. I remember, there was a massive queue there, and I was kind of like queuing up, queuing up, queuing up, and I was kind of, and everyone was stopping at this tray, and I was thinking, God, there must be something really nice there, like. Yeah. You know, like the salt and pepper chicken wings or something that everyone's like cracking on with. And um, <laughs> we got, I got to that tray and it was just chips. So, you know, <laughs> brilliant. Come to a Chinese restaurant, we all just want to fill our plates with chips. Curry and chips. Two very traditional Chinese dishes. Um, I, do yeah, like that, a, I do like a Chinese curry. Oh, yeah, no, I don't, don't get me wrong. It's kind of like, um, but it's, it's not. I, well, it doesn't matter about authenticity, does it? But, uh, you know, I like Chinese curry. It's, or chip shop curry. That's another. Both mm. fairly similar. I don't know what they make it from, but... Um, it's very mild curry sauce, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, this place... There was a place down... So one of the places went... Trafalgar Street, I think it was in. That, they had a very good place there. And, um, yeah, they had, like, chicken satays and stuff like that. It's very yeah. nice. 
Yeah, that's what I have to place in Northampton. Decently, decently done. And there's another place, I think it was must have been down, um, I can't remember, it was down on uh, London Road, I think. Um, yeah, there used to be a we can eat place down there. Yeah. You don't see, you don't really see them anymore, do you? I guess no, just... I guess that's a good thing, really. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you do see them, but you don't really see them in Brighton. And I think mm. that's something to do with the, the town, really. Um, they're all horrific snobs and we're all really rich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it is. If it, I'm not, is it artisan? Uh, that's what I always is say. This, is this sourdough? Yeah. <laughs> chicken tikka. I don't know. Sourdough chicken tikka. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. Um, you don't tend to get too many bread-based dishes. Chinese or... Um, prawn toast? You normally no, get them. Yeah. There you go. Sourdough prawn toast. That should have been, that should have been what I've gone for. Sourdough. Sourdough with North Atlantic Huntsman prawn tails. <laughs> Are these prawns or shrimp on this? And this is sourdough on this sourdough. Same, it's the same thing, mate. It's the same thing. Uh, I'll probably what I'll do is I'll leave most of that in, but I'll fade it out and then just say, "Here we talked about we can eat restaurants for twenty minutes." Yeah. <laughs> Not quite sure why, but it seems to be really good. right. So I don't know how we segue back into my mouse and a cola, but uh, I'm so I'm just doing that. Yeah, that's how that works. And yeah, I mean, and anyway, that reminds me of uh, my Sincola. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't want to eat all of that or drink all of that. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. I'm not getting any better at this. I'm actually getting worse. Um, <laughs> the joke is incredibly slowly taking taking place in my head, but it's not worth getting out of my mouth, so we'll just move swiftly on. I mean... This is the thing is there have actually been some genuine court cases that have been brought across. So and I think I think this one's even more disgusting than the um the mouse in a can cake, but there was in the thirties there was an Ella Reed Creech of Shelbyville, Kentucky, that she um sued a, a Coca-Cola bottler. Mm. Um and there was a, there was another um claim in the forties in nineteen forty three. And there was a case in nineteen seventy one in which a seventy six year old man was awarded twenty thousand dollars in a suit against a, a bottler. Three, one. Yeah, so there has been... <clears throat> Why is it more disgusting? Is it because you support big so you support big soda? No, it's because you see it. Oh. you imagine that? Oh, what? In the, so she saw the mouse in a bottle? Yeah, I mean, you, I mean if, it was a, if it was a glass bottle and you drank it... And you'd see a sort of really... See a dead rodent. ...bloated mouse at the bottom. Yeah. When was it? In the 20s? Possibly rotting. Well, there, there was a bunch of them. So there was one in 1931. There was one in. Was it still made with? And this was one. Was it still made with cocaine in 1931? Um, I believe that would have would have reverted just just the sugar based high oh, at that point. Um, I think the, um, thing the cocaine happened. thing probably would have been in the tens or twenties. They would have switched that around. I would have thought. Nice. I don't know how long that 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 whole thing actually carried on for, or you know, using extract of coca leaves. I don't think they ever actually used cocaine. Unless you go to the right places, obviously. You go to George Clooney's party, don't worry, you're getting... Clooney's parties, in particular. George Clooney. Yeah. George Clooney's well-known, of course, for um, lacing soft drinks with cocaine. <laughs> friend of a friend told me. I'm just trying to start a new urban... Friend of a friend. He just really likes that story and wants to bring, you know, he just wants to bring it back. It's great fun of irony. <laughs> 
<laughs> he puts uh, MDMA in uh, tea as well. Um, well. Who doesn't? So the amount of cocaine in Coca-Cola was reduced over time and finally eliminated in 1929 during the Prohibition oh, okay. era. So not far off then. No. I tell you what, those prohibitionists have got a lot to answer for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we wouldn't. Cocoa leaves have been used for thousands of years by, you know, Native Americans. Oh, it was good, uh, well timed sniff there, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just in case anyone. And uh, you just tongued your gums as well. How much cocaine are you on? Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear me grinding my teeth? That's quite loud in my head. <laughs> Why are you talking too much? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, if you think of, I mean, the, to be fair, they chewed the leaves, didn't they? Probably rather than no, no, exactly. That's the point I was making. Melted them down with petrol or something. Yeah, rather than just like, yeah, this is quite nice. But how about if it was more extreme? It's a typical Western way of dealing with everything. But yeah, no, it was just it was you know just chewing chewing a bun a pad of leaves. Yeah. You know, just gives you a nice buzz, man. Yeah, it just keeps you gets you through the yeah, day. So you can kill yeah. a spider monkey to eat. It's three o'clock, and I was in yet another meeting. Internal meeting. How I could do with a wad of cocoa leaves <laughs> three in our last couple of hours. Oh, there's um. Can I stop you there? I just need to. Yeah, that's better. You, you know, you carry it's on. It's mint. Don't worry. Um, yeah. Oh, you've got you've got a few points to make about this, have you? Oh, no, no, please. Isn't please my isn't everything called cat? Or something which is similar, which is the cat and the coke. No, <laughs> no there's a... ironically, not not as bad as a mouse to me or a rat, but um, although worse than a mouse, in. cats got in there. Um, no, oh, just imagine a little cat head bobbing up in the middle. <laughs> That's not what we want. Well, a cat would fill most of the. A cat wouldn't get in it. I don't want to think about a cat getting. Well, this is this is this is this is why um, this is why I'm a bit spurious with the whole bottling thing. I don't see that. There's very little room for a... And how, yeah, how would a mouse get in a bottle? Maybe it was uh, born into the bottle and it sort of grew up in there somehow. Like a ship in a bottle. Like a tiny little embryonic yeah. mouse. It just, <laughs> there's so much sugar in the coke and cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it got really smashed through the bottle. Yeah. Um, no, there's a thing called cat, which uh, is um, like a Somali sort of chewing leaf, which... Oh, this failure rings a bell. Yeah, um, which the smaller community in London have, and that gives you kind of a high, but I, I don't know whether they're trying to ban it or something. Well, I think in theory, didn't didn't back when Theresa May was in Home Office, they pretty much banned anything that you could enjoy. Um, so After. the Psychoactive Substances Act was, was, was kind of... Um, yeah, it, well, I mean, more or less, because, I mean, the definition was something like if it has a... If it has a if it's a, a product and it has a... Um, A-H-A-T. You, could, you know, it can be bad. Because basically, well, I mean, I'll give them some minor bit of credit in which effectively what's been, been quite difficult with drug laws um, recently, um, a lot of... Because um, I think certain chemists and stuff are just coming up with derivations of, like, things that... Well, exactly, yeah, good, good luck to them. Um, so it's quite hard to ban... Band things yeah, they just move a molecule up. around, and it's like pfft, yeah, exactly, yeah, whatever. And in theory, it's probably going to act reasonably similar, although it could be quite different. As um, spice, you know, like thalidomide, even something that looks identical but is a mirror image, can have very, very different reactions on the body. But um, hey, let's go to drug users aren't necessarily your most discriminating group. Nope. He says judgment. Ah. Um, 
Yeah, I so, certainly never touch anything illegal, Chris. That's I um, disgusting I no, uh, I knew people um, who did in their their twenties and early thirties, and uh, I would say that they weren't necessarily very discriminating. Um. Uh, so the leafy plant cat, which is a... why, why are you winking at me and tapping your nose, Chris? <clears throat> I don't know. Um. Just because we both know these people. Yeah, true. So Leafy Plant Cat, which acts as a stimulant when chewed, is about to become a banned class C drug. How big a problem is it? And why are they making it illegal? It could be a... And where can I get hold of this before it becomes illegal? More importantly. Yeah. Uh, it could be a scene from a market in Mogadishu. Dozens of Somali men are throwing cardboard boxes at each other across a dusty warehouse floor. Money is exchange, blah, 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 blah. So it's a mysterious plant called Cat or Mira, or more mystically, Tea of the Arabs. <laughs> Users chew the bitter leaves of this natural similar, and it's supposed to make them more alert and raise energy levels, which is why supporters say it's as harmless as tea and coffee. The Treasury even benefits 2.5 million per annum in taxes on the cat trade. Uh, so why is it? I presume because of the high number of deaths that it causes. Yes, as with all drugs. I mean, obviously we have a highly evidence-based drugs policy. <laughs> so two main stimulants in cats speed up the unit's mind and body, like a less powerful amphetamine, and make people happy and talkative. But it can cause insomnia and temporary confusion. Chewed for a few hours, it leaves you with a feeling of calm, scarred as blissed out. It could make pre-existing mental health conditions worse, and it can provoke feeling of anxiety. It can also inflame the mouth and damage teeth, and they're concerned about long-term risk of mouth cancers. Um, so that's why they've uh, banned tobacco and alcohol. Then. <laughs> well, exactly. Again, because, yeah, it's the Psychoactive Substances Act 2016, so it's an offence to produce, supply, off to supply, yada, yada, yada any substance intended for human consumption that is capable of producing a psychoactive effect. Intended for human consumption. So yeah. ketamine's still fine then, because it's not intended for human consumption, is it? It's intended uh, for um, horse I mean, if you're tranquilizing. It for horse medicine, yeah. I don't think they use it for horse um, medicine anymore, but yeah, you can just, just kept getting I think mixed. it's still legitimately used for, for medicinal reasons. Um and it excludes legitimate substances such as food, alcohol, tobacco, nicotine, caffeine, and medical products. So that's, that's good. Yeah. Because alcohol and tobacco have been around for too long and people would vote against us if we ban those. Yeah. But yeah, so basically anything that has a psychoactive effect, which is just Math- masturbating. It's a very broad church. Well, if you bottle it, I've tried, believe you and me. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's another story for another time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were kicked out of Dragon's Den, weren't you? <laughs> Yeah. Um, hyperventilating, going. It's not not for human consumption. Though. It's not a substance. Well, you're consuming it, aren't you? What hyperventilation? Well, you're consuming high levels of oxygen, consuming it into your bloodstream. That's consuming. No, take it up with the lawyers. No. No, I won't. I'll just continue to do it. If you want, if you want them to redraft the uh... redraft the legislation. Um, I would like them to redraft it, but it would be slightly larger. Um, it would be a more of more of a U-turn than can you also ban hyperventilating? <laughs> well, no, but that's kind of my point is that it's such a broad thing that they've brought in now. It's effectively anything that has an effect on you 
can effectively is effectively illegal, which is kind of seems mildly ridiculous. What I would say about that is so that very negatively affects people who use cat, which is a traditional thing they've used for thousands of years, presumably. Mm. Um, and by the looks of things, doesn't seem particularly harmful. It affects them, so they won't be able to get hold of their cat anymore. Um, potentially, that could lead them to take something else, which could be more harmful. But I don't think that a law like that's going to stop people who are going to want to get hold of heroin or cocaine, particularly. So that law... Well, you say that, but there's a, there's a lot of problems with drugs. And so, you know, I think it's about time we tried legislation. <laughs> I, think, you know, I think it was zero tolerance. I think it's about time we tried think, that. We've tried everything I think else. we should put more money into a war on drugs, personally, because that's um, that's been incredibly uh, cheap and effective. Absolutely, yeah. All-encompassing laws and... Um, yeah, policing regime where you can criminalise people for incredibly minor things that do no harm to others. Yeah, I think that's the best thing to do. Seems reasonable to me. Absolutely. Create a class of criminals out of people who could uh, actually um, put a lot into society. Uh, are, are they rich people, though, Chris? Uh, what, the ones, the ones who are... What, the oh, ones oh. doing drugs are the ones who are arrested for doing drugs? Yeah, yeah. The latter, obviously. <laughs> um, the ones who are arrested for doing drugs, no, I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say they're rich people, no. If you're caught out eating or something, it's just hygiene, <laughs> isn't it? Just, just high. Boys will be boys. Exactly. you know, if you want a council estate, then clearly, you know. Yeah, well, it's just you go to prison for five to ten years, sort your life out, <laughs> which I'm sure you will do after the after ten years of incarceration. Yeah, with kind of very horrible criminals, poor conditions, uh, little little chance yeah. of rehabilitation or education. Overcrowding or, or any decent job afterwards. Yeah, no yeah. chance of getting any kind of decent career afterwards. Um, yeah, sounds ideal. Yeah, so uh, I got. We'll do anything other than talk about my <laughs> <laughs> fucking started dictating drug policy. It goes where it goes, Neil. It goes where it goes. That's that's fine. So I've got a few more high horses I want to go. <laughs> yeah, do you want a hand up? I'm actually going to ride this high horse onto the higher horse. Um, mouse in a can. Right. Well, I've just got. To, I've just got to share this fact. We talked about. I'd say, let's make roughly an hour and a half ago. We talked about the 71 court case. I just got to share this fact about. Um, and he was. Bear in mind, he was 76 at the time. Oh, actually, so that, maybe that was when they settled. So I don't know when he started suing. But as a kid. The Washington Post reported, yeah, he was like, it happened when he was 12 and he's been fighting this injustice, a fucking Hillsborough thing, and he's been fighting this monstrous injustice. It's, it's big soda for however long. Never forget. And he, initially um, put, and he initially put the claim in for 20 grand because when he was 12, that would have been the equivalent of about 20 million today. But by the time by the time that actually settled, it was... Bought a house and retired. I mean, it was just, yeah, uh, but he couldn't get a job because he was too embroiled in the court case. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He'd found the, the legs and tail of a mouse in a bottle of Coke he bought from a vending machine outside a Safeway store. He was hospitalised for three days, and afterward, no longer liking meat, he lived on a diet of grilled cheese, toast and needles mm. for 60 years. Imagine well, that. Well, I, I mean, it's when you hear stuff like that, it does thumb the nose at the bloody government telling us that we need to eat five, five fruit and veg a day, doesn't it? If 
lived to 72. Well, at least 72. Well, he was 72 when he got his court case. Yeah, when he got his cash. Yeah, and he's just eating cheese cheese on toast or toasted toasted cheese yeah, sandwiches. That's not a fact that we've made up. <laughs> and noodles. <laughs> decided how many for Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't sound like a great diet, um, but, Maybe. you know, he's, he's alive, isn't he? I Black mate uni, he he lived on toast and Nutella what, for at least all the a time. Year. Didn't eat dinners. Yeah. Like, well, unless we went out to a restaurant. Mm. Fancy students. Was this when you was this when you were at Westminster College? <laughs> <laughs> was it UCL? But uh, yeah, no, Harry didn't get scurvy. I don't know. But... You can you can punish your body a lot Actually, when you go. What? <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, Actually, you did get scurvy. <laughs> So, yeah, his teeth did all fall out, as I recall. He, no, he did drink a bit of lemon, actually. That was the, that was the, the third the third it's a lemon. component. Oh, yeah, well, that will that, that balance, <laughs> balance the system. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, there you go. There's a bit of vitamin C, presumably plenty of vitamin C, and a bottle of bit of lemon. And, uh, but that, would, that might ward off scurvy, I suppose. Yeah, and demons. Um, yeah. I mean, I would get... I, I can't eat the same thing over and over no, again. No, I'd, I'd, I'd be bored after a while. I remember that... Yeah. When you're a kid and like you get your packed lunches, um, and like you know it's been quite a tight month, and so you've just got slightly moist warm sandwich with like meat, like with with sweating and with some meat spread in it because it's like cheap or cheap pate or something that you get in the tubes. Ironically, quite filled with nice. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm not that bothered about it. How do you know? Yeah. but you get, but if you have that every day of the week, you do get bored of stuff after a while. You kind of have to. I'll be honest with up. you, meat meat pate sandwich. I get bored of it after the first <laughs> bite, like halfway through the first bite. It's the blandest. Have you seen? There's this. I think it's well, in pate Sweden. Sandwich there's or just this, meat um, paste. Pate sandwiches are good. I used to eat that. T- no pate. I take them delicious, to work. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't make it as a sandwich, but uh, like an open sandwich, maybe. But what? spread on toast or something. You wouldn't have it as a sandwich. No, I don't think so. Yeah, you haven't lived. Or like a bar me or something like that. A what? But, um, you want some other, other fucking bar me? The Vietnamese um, baguette. The so they use pate. What is going and on with you? A bar me? Pickled veg. You t- bar me? Bar- you t- never heard no. of these? Who? Who am I talking to? It's a Vietnamese sandwich. Where are you getting Vietnamese sandwiches from? Um, have you, you been, have you been sex fat, tourism like, in, in Southeast Asia <laughs> again? There's a there's a there's a restaurant in um, in. And Trafalgar Street called, I think it's Fur or Faux. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know how you pronounce that. There you go. You get bomb me down there. When would I do that? If you were at work and you fancied a sandwich that was a bit like different. Lewis, mate. Uh, shouldn't tell. I'm just doxing mm-hmm. myself. No, Vietnamese. I mean, that's. I mean, good. Like, I'm, I'm glad that you that your palate is open to the world, and I'm glad that people are getting to try things. But that was a that was kind of a left field. Answer to yeah. to my having a patty sandwich. Well, there's some pate in it. Now, the point I was making is the pate itself. I don't know. It just would be, um, yeah, be a wee bit bland. I've had pate um, sandwiches every day this pate. week at work. Yeah, Brussels right. pate, smooth. One man's meat is another man's poison. Yeah. One man's terrorist is another man's freedom. One man's, one... <laughs> yeah, exactly. One man's pate sandwich, another man's bon me. They'll bam me around. Yeah. As for that's that's fancy, man. It's very fancy. I mean, I mean I'm like not that often. A couple of times a week, you know. <laughs> like two or three times. Two or three times a week. 
<laughs> and the rest of, rest of the time, I... Uh... <laughs> I can see if they deliver, actually. <laughs> Having worked from home the last year, I could do with a... Born meat. A bowl of pho. I guess um, that sandwich is influenced by French colonial rule, is it? Yeah, almost certainly. Because, yeah, I think it's like a mixture of, yeah, grilled and pulled pork, I imagine, a sort of a French influence on the pate as well. But then the pickled vegetable and stuff like that is obviously um, Vietnamese influence. Well, and the baguette, obviously. Well, they, apparently they it's a special type of Vietnamese bread. It's, so it's like a baguette shape. They use, I think, rice flour oh, right. or something, which makes it softer. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it's a particular type of Vietnamese bread. It's a bit like, you know, if you've ever had those Cuban no. sandwiches. I mean, you don't no. Again, sort of pulled pork. That, that's with cheese, though. I think. No, I like my sandwiches. Like I like my women predictable. So ground up into a fine paste, spread between, between my two palms to make them thin. <laughs> <laughs> I do do that with sandwiches. I sometimes, before I even make the sandwich, I go at the bread with um, a roller, a rolling pin, to make the bread really Get make it really pasta. thin. I don't know, I just like like the taste more when it's really thin sandwich. That's when I'm feeling fancy, you know, in the morning before I go to work, just bang some pate in between two bits of bread and away you go. It's all right, survival food now, mm-hmm. survival food. Like uh, the kush, yeah, kush tucker, man. It reminded me of well, the meat paste one, because you said that in Sweden, I think, is they've got this sandwich where they, again, they have the same thing every day at work, but the idea is it just sort of fills you up and you carry yeah. on with your day. Um, it's just like it's like just some meat yeah. paste, and then I like some bland cheese, and I can't remember all on sort of like brown bread. But that, that it's, it's supposed to be boring and predictable. Mm. Do they not? Um, do they not like pickle it and bury it for a year or something? That's uh, I think that's Iceland, and it's their shark yeah. to make it ferment. Um, I mean, I'm assuming that that was bad. I mean, I doubt anyone in Iceland it, ever actually eats. Hakala, they do like, sometimes. It's like once a year they meant to have it. Yeah, for a laugh. It's not punishment. It's not going to be like it's not going to be like us eating roast beef or no. something, is it? You know what I mean? But they do that. They have they like fermented fish, don't they, in Scandinavia? Oh, no, I mean fermented fish is nice. Making a shark go rotten for three <laughs> years until it tastes of ammonia, I think I'm less less into. Do you know? I'm always slightly confused at what bird's nest soup is. Yeah, I don't. Has it got a bird's nest in it, or is it like they've got noodles in it? I think because I think I, it's what, it's noodles, but very thin noodles. What about but, like really old rotten eggs? They were something which apparently people in China ate according to the Beano when I was younger. Well, there is a thing called a hundred year egg, but I think that's more of a pickled right. kind of a thing. Pickled eggs, um, century egg, or something like that. It's called. Oh no, there are there are edible birds. Let's have a look. No, there are edible birds' nests. So I don't. I think if you bought birds' nest soup these days, it would just be noodles. But you can get. Um, Swifts or Swiftlets do actually make bird's nests, so um, they're very prized in Chinese culture. When you eat them, yeah, edible bird's nests. They're made, but yeah, made by Swiftlets. Made of? What's edible about yeah, solidified Swiftlets to five saliva? What? We've gone full circle on this, right? People find, <laughs> yeah. So here we go. Let's have a look again. This is for what you can take from Wikipedia, but they're so that the. The bird makes basically spits out. I, I, I imagine they chew up some sort of material and spit it out, and it becomes a sort of a Shops. thin, solidified um, thing Shops. that they can nest. Yeah. What? So it's like the, they make their nest out of spit, and then and then 
people eat. Well, no, because well, I mean, like when they're when they're feeding vomit young birds, they chew up and then spit it to the mouth, and they'll vomit into the mouth. So I, I presume that they, it's not you know they're chewing something. Well, it's saying it literally says using solidified right. saliva, um, and it's high in protein and has a rich flavour. Yeah. Apparently, they're among the most expensive animal products consumed by humans, with nests being sold at prices of up to three thousand dollars per pound. A pound. Probably go with some caviar, to be honest with you. Yeah. Or I'm quite happy with just patty <laughs> <laughs> sandwich. Caviar, yeah. yeah. I quite like um, caviar. I've not, I don't think I've ever had proper caviar. I like lump, lump fish eggs. They're nice. I think I've had, not, not like beluga or the really mental stuff, but um, I've had some Spanish. I might have had it. I don't know. As I put it, as I put it to people who hadn't had it before, it's like posh mac. It's very nice. I like the te- I like the I like oh, the texture delicious. of it as well. You're ed- you're editing this one. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll edit this one down. This is going to be fun today. So I'm sure there's one I read around here where somebody actually went mad. So what's certainly happened, I think, is that there's been you know there's there's absolutely some foundations to this. So there's some been. Instances. Search search in seventy six on on court cases. They turn up forty five court cases beginning in nineteen fourteen. So it happens occasionally. You can imagine yeah. it happening, can't you? Especially, I mean, probably not so much nowadays. In the old but days. you know, yeah. with, with health and safety, you can't even get your fucking mouth in. <laughs> but um, used to like the taste of mouth. Yeah. Used to be a Christmas treat. But, uh, well, you found a magic coat. It was lucky. Who pulled down the street and just be like <laughs> cheering <laughs> you on? He's king of the roads. Little Timmy. Three cheers. He used to be given a silver shilling with King Edward on the back. Yeah, so I can... And the thing is, I guess, cans of soft drink must be... Or any drink, I guess, booze and stuff. Just cans of drink must be kind of one of the... Um, they might they must be one of the largest manufactured project products in the world. Like how many of them? Oh, absolutely, and 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 I would imagine that some most of that stuff is spotless because it's going to be run very very efficiently. I mean, there's such a, a high mice. It's basically just they're not interested, are they? They'll still um, they'll have a little sneak around. I mean, they're very small mice as well. They can get get places, so uh, I can imagine it happening. I think I think I think it's happened. I think it's just not as widespread as, as um, a bunch of these stories don't have. But yeah, I think I think it's it's definitely happened in the past. But uh, it's not it's not a widespread thing. Nowhere near as nowhere near as widespread as. as I think probably just if you're looking at the, uh, you know, billions and billions of cans that are sold every year, it's probably just statistically likely that people are going to find a couple of bits in some of them. Mice or fingers? Well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's part of the recipe. They didn't grind up the mouse. <laughs> like everything. That's how to keep it fizzy. <laughs> yeah. <That's>, what? <laughs> what? What? You, what you thought we poured carbon dioxide or nitrogen into the? Have you seen the price? Yeah, of it's like um, it's like helium. The world's running out of it. <laughs> A decomposing mouse. Right, lovely fizz that does the biz. Yeah. Or in Gina, they put a whole rat in it. That's why it's so fizzy. <laughs> I would like to. I would like Shake to add that the, um, that was for comedy purposes. I have no. I have no evidence to pr- to prove nor disprove that Orangina use rats to make their drinks particularly fizzy. Thank you. There's been no suggestion of that apart from by me just now. 
and I and I was doing it for comedy effect. I quite like Orangina. If you want to send me some Orangina, Orangina, then I'll Orangina all your Orangina. Thanks very much. Nice drink, Orangina. Like it now, you can get it in two litre bottles. You were enjoying digging your hole there. Well, I thought I'd turn it round from um, getting soup Orangina to um, getting some free Orangina. Free Orangina. If it was in the little glass bottles, I don't. I don't feel it should come in two uh, litre bottles. Because you lived in the past. Yeah, I want Damn Orangina right. that I can three D print directly into my brain, <laughs> so I can. How would that work? Science. Just, just a sensation. Yeah, of just give you a sensation of slightly yeah. tart oranges. Science has got that tartness. Orangina must be. Is it cool though? Yeah. Well, just. Yeah, just yeah. I mean the two litre stuff good to get from the news agent. Lovely. So I've not come across it. I've not come across Orangina for years. Oh, that's years. because you're hanging around eating Vietnamese open sandwiches, Neil. You're not like me, going down a news agent. Yeah. I'll have I'll have two litres of um orange aid and a uh <laughs> jar of pate, yeah. please. That... <laughs> cheapest white bread you have. <laughs> How much wheat has got in it? Four percent too much. Right, so I think that uh, we've probably uh, discussed the can of Coke Mouse uh, situation, urban legend. To well, I mean, as much as we could, um, went off piece a little bit, but I'd say that in general we kept it very much on track. So uh, let's go. <laughs> that <was a> lie. <laughs> that's the world you want to live in by all means so yeah. neil uh you can start with spookiness so i'm gonna i'm gonna take this to mean kind of like or just general spookiness or grossness or something that peeves you out this is yeah this one i mean I had much more visceral reaction when we were discussing this last week but it's a it's an it's a seven and a half for me i think i'm just yeah when did that come half on? points because what fraction can we go literally. down to? Is it half or can we... How as you like. Be it. Hundreds, thousands. <laughs> like yeah. a really wanky pitchfork. <laughs> I bet this I'll give it a 17 out of 38. Um, I think Nirvana were overrated. Um, until 20 years later when I write the retrospective. Um, no, it's... Uh, sorry, you're throwing me off there. Okay, yeah, speaking of... The idea of, yeah, just, just you've, you've drunk something and then, oh, it tastes a bit funny, and then just seeing a dead mouse, yeah, that's disgusting. Okay, I'm going to give it a lower score than that because it would be disgusting, but it wouldn't, oh, you know, it's just, it's just a bit disgusting and it doesn't get at me that much anymore. Now that... It would definitely ruin my day, it might ruin my week, to put it like that. It would... It wouldn't drive me mad. It wouldn't make me eat grilled cheese or more grilled cheese than I already yeah, eat. Say, <laughs> is that what happened after the flies? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm only going to eat open Vietnamese sandwiches from now on. Um, but ironically, a lot of flies. Uh, I'm going Fine. to... Pickle and bring it on. <laughs> again, I've got no evidence to support that. It's just a joke. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think it would play on my mind. Um, I don't think it would psychologically affect me. Um, I'd the spookiest bit for me is I'd feel sorry for the mouse. I think so. I'm only going to give it. I'd also, I've got very little self-respect 
or concern over my own well-being. So I'll prob- I'd probably go, oh, I probably deserve that. So I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, fair enough. So believability is going to be quite high, I think. I don't think all of the claims are true, and I think it's one of those where people have heard of it and probably had a crack themselves. I, I think there's a, there's a small amount of cases, probably far less these days, that, yeah. that where these things happened or something got in for a production facility, and that's fueled probably a much larger perception of it happening. So I think it is. I think it's. I think it's believable, and I think it's happened, but the believability goes down with each false claim. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a believability of six, I think. Quite high for me. Neil, what's your score on the door? It's a seven for me because, again, I, I can see it, probably same same argument, but a completely arbitrary scoring. You said this would right. be completely Perfect. scientific, didn't we? So reach, what do you think the reach is? This is a low one for Neil. me because as an urban myth, I've not come across this before. So um, I'm going to give it a two. Two, okay. See, I've heard of this kind of stuff when I was younger. Mm. Um, so I'm going to base it purely on this rather than other stuff, which is similar, which is kind of gross food stuff. Um, so I heard of it when I was young. So it must have been doing rounds in a school playground. That's pre-internet. So therefore, I think that's even more impressive. Mm. So I'm going to give it an eight for each because I think that it is a fairly well-known urban legend. We uh, we disagree very heavily on that, Neil. Not very that heavily. I'm actually opposed this week. I've not I've not heard of mousing cola, and I don't fancy it. You have, and you're quite up for it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that just shows you the difference. Right on my side. The world you want to live in. The cracks are beginning to show. Um, so narrative slash premise. So it's not really story-based, is it? Yeah, and and as a story, it's not. I mean, there's there's variations of this, like I found a bit of this. No, I I don't think it's it's got got much legs. It's kind of like, look, the the best it can be is there's been a production accident or something like that, or, you know, something called in to part of a... Part of an automated... Production accident! You know what I mean? I can't the English speak. There's been a production accident, sir. Thank God! Turn off all the machines. One language, Chris, and I can't even get that half right. Oh, you were right in French. And you learn a fair bit of the lyric alphabet with myself and have presumably forgotten it all like me. I know. I remember that the uh, triangular alpha. delta, yeah, an alpha, omega, um, delta. So, I could probably remember a few, but yeah. Uh, so, what are you giving it? Points. Oh, which one's this for again? <laughs> Fucking hell. We're talking Narrative about Greek alphabet. Sorry, repeat that. <laughs> Narrative slash premise. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, Have you been on the mice again? I'm just sorry, I just found a mouse in my uh, in my bottle of water. You're right, it's not too bad, actually. Get some more cocaine down you. Your mind's going. <laughs> you went slipping again. Um, yeah, no... It, it's a, again another. It's a two. I think there's there's not there's not there's not really much to this other than some initial. Re- the, my reaction's more visceral than kind of like I'm not going to be you know driven mad with horror or, or whatever. It's no pig man of carrot right. chase. It doesn't excite the imagination. <laughs> well, nothing excites quite like the pig man. Do you reckon the pig man of carrot chase enjoys the can of nice cola? Do you think he might be putting the mouse into the cola? As a, as a cry for help. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it could be a detail we could weave into another urban myth. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's all you know, just to give it's it, all coming to give it that air of believability. Uh, universe, yeah. don't you? If you're going to get the film franchise out of this, yeah, which we certainly are. Um, I'm going to give it, yeah, for similar similar to you, um, the premise of stuff going into to things is fine. <laughs> Uh, it's food-based, so it's a bit, you know, so it's horrible. But, I mean, the thing is with it is it's happened, so, but it's it's just something that, it's just but something that happens. Happen yeah, that's the point, Chris. You could be enjoying yeah. a delicious Coca-Cola or an orangeade one day. But what's or this? Regina. Well, there's a tiny little fetus in the bottle of orangeina. Yeah, and I'd be happy. Staring at you in misery. Yeah, it's all right. I'd have to give it to one of the cats. Yeah. Um, oh, no, but if I had Orangina on the cat, cats hate citrus. Mm. Oh, nightmare. Uh, so I'm going to give it a three. So overall, a mouse in a soda can gets a score of 38.5. Mm. Pretty good. Half marks nearly. Better than I might have expected. Yeah, well, I think the fact... I think the fact that it's happened probably boosted its exactly its uh, status. I'm wondering when we're going to come across a real sort of four quadrant one. That's you know, it's a great story. It's believable, and it's spooky. Yeah, I don't know what the fourth part would be, but there you go. One, one of the five we mentioned categories we mentioned five seconds ago. I've already forgotten about. Neil take some more cocaine. <laughs> You're falling apart. If anything, I've done too much now. I haven't slept for oh, three really? weeks. <laughs> Mine started drifting into the nether That's regions. I'd be, be happy if I just saw a fucking mouse in my coda at this point, I'll be honest with you. If it was just a mouse. see the kind of shit crawling out of there. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> it's coming from my subconscious. What works in folklore. Right, so, uh, and on that, I um, will say to you, when you're drinking your can of soda... Try not to have nightmares. Yep. Check for mice before you drink anything. Okay, and I think uh, that is us for this week. We will be back next week with another Urbane Legend. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye.